0: Hello, this is Terrell Castle with today's Castle Report. This is the fifth day of November, this is the year of our Lord 2021. And on this report, I will be talking about last Tuesday's election, trying to make some sense out of it, looking for an answer to what caused the massive swing in voter sentiment that turned so many. Traditionally, blue places, red, a sea of red. Was it, as the president described, just a bunch of extremely conservative Trump supporters, Mm -hmm. along with a bunch of people who are upset because Congress has delayed passage of his Build Back Better boondoggle program? I will be saying that I don't think President Biden is correct in his explanation of the results. In fact, his reasoning makes me think he is, at minimum, borderline delusional to say that the American people are so upset that Congress is reluctant to pass his trillion-dollar spending bills and they took it out on the unsuspecting Democrats at the polls is delusional, but I suppose he had to think of something that was not his fault. Surely he understands that the American people can see that his unrestrained money creation in the face of steadily rising prices is causing extreme hardship for them. He is in the pocket, the purse, the kitchen, the business of every American family. He and his party have rejected the problems of the middle-class working American. And last Tuesday, those workers gave him the middle finger. Every time a person goes to the store and hamburger is 50 cents or a dollar per pound higher, the gas station that costs is 50 cents or a dollar more per gallon, that family just took a pay cut. If they work for a small business, as most people do, then that business probably cannot afford to increase their wages. If they work for a large company that can't afford to increase wages, then those pay raises are just passed on to customers, and inflation is thereby fueled ultimately, making the situation even worse. The president tells us that his new spending proposals will be free of tax increases for those making less than $400,000 per year. Well, first of all, folks, theft is theft, whether the victim can afford it or not, but also the increased spending taxes and economically kills the working people for the very reasons listed above. Every increase in the cost of living is a tax borne by working people, but not so much by the moneyed class. Therefore, I conclude that he and the radical left of his party are delusional and completely out of touch with The average working American, certainly they have no empathy for them. People don't want his handouts in an effort to salve some of the problems he has created. Oh, they will take the money. They'll take them. Most people won't reject free money, but what they really want, what they actually need is a good-paying job with some dignity. That's quite a formula the Democrats have. First, destroy the economy. Then try to repair it by printing free money for their cronies, thus fueling Massive inflation. Yes, there are some economic geniuses working up there in this Biden administration. Let me change direction for a minute, folks, and talk about what happened, at least in the state of Virginia. That state conducts its statewide elections on odd-numbered years and restricts the governor to one term, although once he sits out the term, he can come back and run again. That is what happened with the Democrat candidate, Terry McAuliffe who was seeking a second term after missing a term. He was beaten by two points by Glenn Youngkin, who has never held political office before, Republican. Winsome Sears, a Jamaican immigrant who joined the Marine Corps to gain citizenship, was elected lieutenant governor of Virginia. She presents a wonderfully emotional story of her family coming to America with a seventy-five in their pocket. And nothing else back during the Kennedy administration. She's an example, a living example, of what can be accomplished in America no matter what color you are. If that were all folks, it would be plenty, but there's more. Republican Jason Meares, the son of a Cuban immigrant, was elected state attorney general to make a clean sweep of it. Republicans overcame a 10-point difference and took control of the Virginia legislature. So, Virginia is completely red now. What could have caused such a wide swing away from the deeply entrenched Democrat candidates? Many things, as we will see, but primarily it was Terry McAuliffe's answer during a televised debate to a question regarding parents rejecting critical race theory as a message for their kids in public school. He said he didn't think parents had any right to decide what should be taught in school. They also, these parents, also objected To homosexual pornography being used in textbooks for elementary school kids, he might as well have said, look, stupid, when you put your kids on that bus in the morning, we own them. We will teach them anything we want. There's nothing you can do about it. Anyone who has ever had a child can feel the rage, the protective instinct a parent has for their child, and they voted accordingly. Instead of apologizing and saying, I misspoke, I was taken out of context, Or using some other lie, the Democrats doubled down on behalf of the bureaucrats on the school board by requesting that the FBI investigate the parents. The term domestic terrorist was dusted off and applied to the parents, which made the situation far worse. We can add to the critical race theory policies of the Democrats. The transsexual agenda of the Biden administration, one of the parents who was arrested because of his objections at a meeting of the school board, was angry because his 15-year-old daughter was raped in a girl's bathroom in a hurt public school by a boy wearing a dress because he was transsexual. The school administration sent the boy to a different school where he promptly raped another girl, normal people. will object to such things, folks, but in Virginia, apparently, many people are not normal To counter the rapes, the school board brought out the racism charge, the old racism charge, that is, the last stand for cowards, and with no argument, nothing left to say. A group calling itself the Lincoln Project, dressed as what they presumed might be appropriate for white supremacists. The group staged a fake demonstration on behalf of the Youngkin campaign. It was noted that one of the white supremacists was actually black, The group quickly admitted that they were paid by Democrats to do it. Out of desperation, I suppose, McAuliffe decided to nationalize the election by bringing President Biden and former President Obama to campaign for him. So Joe Biden, coming off a trip to the G20 summit in which he met with the Pope after an 85-car motorcade through Rome, didn't look so good. For the climate change portion of his trip, the President then went to Glasgow, Scotland for the climate change meetings, where he publicly fell asleep during one of the climate change speeches. Who could blame him, given the boring nature of the thing and his schedule? Nevertheless, it was ridiculed around the world, apparently. Mr. McAuliffe was unaware of the President's trip and his falling popularity numbers. That trip, then right into McAuliffe's campaign, must have been very tiring for the president, but it brought his entire agenda into the campaign. It was a pretty stupid decision, and one Yunkin did not make with Donald Trump. McAuliffe tried repeatedly, unsuccessfully, to campaign against Trump, but his opponent did not take the bait when things are going badly. You can feel it's getting dark. It's time to bring in the light, so... Obama, the light bearer, comes on stage and tells Virginians in his condescending way that we don't have time for these culture wars. That's what he called what was so important to them, folks like their children being raped in school culture wars. That comment added nothing to the campaign except to reinforce the image of Democrats being out of touch with ordinary people. The carnage was not limited to Virginia, although I must point out that much of the last civil war was fought on Virginia's soil. That state maintains its relevance even today. In New Jersey, a state which Biden won by 16 points, the Democrat governor appears to have won by less than a point pending New Jersey's recount law, although the Republican has not conceded yet. In New York, Democrat Eric Adams was elected mayor. Although he had no real competition, he was elected by campaigning on a basically Republican agenda and rejecting the last four years of Communist Bill de Blasio's disastrous regime in just four years. That man, de Blasio, took a city widely regarded as the world's greatest, the world's capital, Times Square, the meeting place of the world, the world's safest big city, and turned it into a crime ridden boarded up rat-infested third-world hellhole that people were fleeing in droves. Eric Adams, borough president of Brooklyn, former New York police officer, campaigned on an agenda that he would fix all the problems. He will be a law and order mayor, he tells us, as well as a pro-business mayor, a pro-tourism mayor. Will he be able to accomplish all those things or any of them? We will see, but I wish him well, because I miss New York the way it used to be. It's been done before. Rudy Giuliani brought the city back from third world trash heap to some of its greatest days. In my opinion, the first step to the return of New York is to end the division, the apartheid of the unvaccinated, persuade people it must be best to end the woke lunacy, along with the lockdowns, the mandates. The voters in Virginia sent a message A message that they wanted to end the madness. The elected candidate, they believe, best represents their views. Mayor Adams should view his election as a mandate to end the woke lunacy in New York. He had no real opposition in the general election, but in the primary, he did. People chose him because they wanted change. They wanted an end to the violent crime wave sweeping the city, I must admit. I don't quite understand why the leftist radicals chose the term woke as their mantra. How can you be woke if you reflect the center of allowable opinion on every single issue? They are the acceptable ones, the voice of authority, the enablers of authoritarian politicians. Speaking of woke, no one fits that term more closely. than former Mayor Bill de Blasio of New York City, he destroyed New York City in only four years. Now he has announced that he wants to destroy the entire state of New York by getting himself elected governor in the next election. Maybe he will accomplish his goal because every time I think it can't get any more stupid, it does. In conclusion, folks, it might be reasonable to conclude that the Democrats would back away from the progressive agenda of AOC, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, and Bernie Sanders as the voters clearly want them to do. But it seems they're instead pressing ahead with their $4 trillion boondoggle, money-creating boondoggle. We know those at the top are complete lunatics, but perhaps some others who want to survive politically down line from them will change enough to at least put some gas, some sugar in that woke gas tank. Finally, folks, do I think the elections will usher in a new golden age of prosperity whereby I can... Once again, fly on a public airplane, attend a sporting event, eat in a restaurant, etc., without harassment. No, I don't think that'll happen. Just as I don't expect Glenn Youngkin to turn into Patrick. Give me liberty or give me death, Henry. I am happy, though. I'm happy because many people made their voices heard loud and clear. They are saying enough, enough's enough. People just want someone to stop the chaos and let them be normal again. At least that's the way I see it, folks. Until next time, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.